And welcome to another edition of the Weekend Sports Buzz. We're joined in studio today by our special guest co-host, the originator of the Weekend Sports Buzz show, Rashawn Meyer. My favorite guest co-host. Hello. So we got the Louisville connection in the house today with Ashley Miller and Rashawn. Yes, we do. Teaming up on me. It's not teaming much, no, too much teaming up you can do against me, though. <laughs> Because yeah, the future what? of the Cats look bright, no, and the future doesn't. of the Y'all, Louisville Cardinals looks pretty bleak. I've heard, I've heard a, a little something about you know the, the greatness of Kentucky and you know how, how everybody's coming back and they're going to do it one, bring the band back together one more time. But you know, well, let it, me it, ask it's, you it's a question about that, Carlo. Um, I obviously, you know, I've, I've always been a proponent of the Twins coming back, saying that they weren't ready, right? Yeah, you're okay. right. They weren't okay. ready. Okay, so in in terms of the the next crop of one and done recruits that we're planning on coming to UK next year, um, obviously you have the Twins coming back, you have Carly Stein coming back. How does that affect the system? And do you think there's a potential for some of those kids? that Cal had promised that you're going to come in as a freshman, be a star, and then you can go on to the league and make your money. I don't think Is Cal there, ever says those can words. Can I finish my he, question? He may not. He, <laughs> okay. may not, he may not say that, but okay. I think it's pretty clear that that's the expectation of the kids when they go there. But do you think that there's room, or do you expect to see some of those kids potentially looking at other schools? Because that, that system is, is now a little bit jaded. I don't think it's jaded. I think the the times are changing in college basketball. No, no, no. One and done is an exception. The time has been changed, but UK's been, had its own thing, which is fine, and that's kind of Cal's thing. You well, I'm asking because you know you're trying to go in a whole nother whole nother direction. I'm about to put you on page, pageant one hundred and one mm. today and make you answer this question. Do you think that some of those kids that were anticipating to come and be the star? and then go on, may con- reconsider since they will probably have to play behind the Twins and no. clearly their forward's going to have to play behind somebody. No. Really? Can I give you the long answer or you want yeah, the, the I short want the, answer? I want the long answer. Okay. The one and done is an exception. You get These type of players come along once in a lifetime. So we had the, we were fortunate enough to get players who were capable of being one and done. Every season? Yeah. I mean, it's not every and season. That, it's only been three seasons. It. Well, that's it's only every three season, seasons. three consecutive seasons. It's not every season, though. It's three, every season three since seasons. Cal has been at Kentucky. It's not been every season since he's been at Kentucky. Terrence Jones stayed another year. Uh, uh, Patterson stayed after his uh, freshman, sophomore year. Stayed up to his senior year. I wish so that it's, our it's, listeners could it's see It's exception with the great the John Walls, the Marcus Cousins, the, the Davises, the Kid Gilchrist. Those players come around once in a lifetime. They had to go pro. Yeah, what about Archie Goodwin? Archie he, Goodwin, he, he wasn't ready to go pro, but then again, he wasn't coachable. He got drafted. He wasn't coachable. Oh, he wasn't. Oh, he's that, playing pretty good for the, and he's balling. Look what he's doing in Phoenix Suns. He, he's an athlete. He's uh, playing. I he's mean, playing. You know, and, and that's the thing. I, I think that there's going to be some issues because I guarantee you, when uh, Carl Towns and when Trey Lyles committed to the University of Kentucky, they did not in, in any way think that Willie Carly Stein. Uh, and probably Dakari Johnson was going to come back to play another year. I think they figured uh, that Julius Randle would leave. He did leave. But with those other two guys. And that makes room for Towns. Carl Towns was not expecting to have to come in and play off the bench. He's I not going to play off the bench. I, I bench. don't think there's he's any. Play uh, he's going to play in front of whom? He's one of the best talents I've seen since Davis that's coming out of, straight out of high school right he's now. Gonna, he's going to start right away. He's going to be on the bench. I, I mean, well, then who, who are you going to sit down? Gonna, Dakari will probably sit down. Really? Kai, yeah. I think Lance, yeah, he's starting material. So, Not anticipating being there for more than one year. So you're saying that he he put in work this year the and best, he's going to sit the on best, the bench. The best players 
no matter if they're freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. What about Lee, best, too? The best five are going to be out on that court. What about Lee? They'll figure it out. Yeah. He's going to sit on the bench, too. They, 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 they don't want to be, be there, then they can leave. I think what you'll see is a couple of late <laughs> transfers, uh, very <laughs> similar to uh, what, Cal, what happened with Cal Wilcher. Um, Cal Wilcher did not leave or decide to transfer immediately after the season, uh, and he ended up going into the summer. He played What about all, all the players the Patino forces And then he decided to leave. What? But you act like the Patino doesn't force players to leave. But no, oh, yeah. what we're talking about Swamp is, is Kevin the Ware. change. Newness. The change in the system. To make room for other players that he's bringing well, in. The, well, the issue is this. Okay, everybody knows Coach Cal's going to play 7.5 players. He's only going to play a couple guys off the bench, and everybody else well, is going to I think, that, I think with this there. new team coming up this year, he can dig they a little deeper. They said the same thing last year. He can dig uh, a little deeper. They said the same thing. They said, well, you know not, what? Never again is Coach Calipari going to depend on five guys. You guys got a deep are bench. so jaded when it comes to the University of Kentucky Wildcats. No, the simple fact is you have Derek Willis, a kid that was a four-star athlete, coming out of high school. You have Marcus Lee, who was a top 30 prospect coming out of high school. And those guys are going to be relegated to playing two or three minutes off the bench. And, and I don't think that they're going to be okay with that. I think they're going to go into the summer. I think they're going to run summer games with these guys. And when they realize that they can't even get in pick to run pickup games <laughs> because there's so many guys there, I think that they probably in you know maybe eh, July, late July, Early August, I think you're going to hear about at least one, if not both of those guys, ending up transferring somewhere else. I, I just don't think there's enough balls to go around. That's okay. Hey, maybe, it's maybe good they, for Kentucky. Maybe they go to Louisville, huh? I, I doubt that. Maybe the next I, Marvin I, I Stone. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I just think that everybody wants to play. I think that's why Cal Wilcher ended up at Gonzaga. I think that's why uh, Jared Swapshire ended up with Northwestern. He wanted a chance to play. What about Nunez? Uh, Angel Nunez, same Nunez thing. Nunez didn't want to wait his turn. He didn't want to wait his turn, and, and that's work. okay. Yeah, I, I, well, Kevin Ke- Ware was not going to play anyway because he's not that good. <laughs> what about Shane well, Bahannon? Ke- Kevin's injured. Shane oh, Bahannon. Sh- Shane's really? issues leaving. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing with, names out there, players playing. you guys together. That are totally different. That, well, yeah, completely I think what you're, yeah, what, that, exactly what Rashawn just said is that it's a completely different situation. People come to Louisville and they're not expected to come and play one year and leave. Hey, no it, one's it, done it, that. And, and that is the plan. The plan, not the plan. The plan is for people to come to UL and to stay for at least three years. Like the only person that's left early in the past decade that I can even think about, but well, besides Gorgie, yeah. was Earl Clark. Everybody else stayed. I don't have nine Every, all-American. Well, which is exactly why we're saying that the situations are completely different, hey, no, and you keep trying to compare them. No, okay, no, nobody does that. Nobody is doing what Kentucky's doing. I mean, this when you have a special. Well, I, and no one was knocking that Carlo, and you just got defensive. <laughs> yeah. But I was just asking, do you think that will question. change some of the guys' opinions the whole, about coming to UK? It, no, I don't think it will because I think the whole one and done concept is changing right now. It's going and when 2016 hits, it's going to all change with the new boxing commissioner. He's going to make it a two a, a two year rule, like uh, the NBA like commi- like, yeah. like college football. He so did. Okay. He's on. He's he's still in the knockout hour. Knockout hour. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the whatever commissioner, the yes. basketball commissioner, you yeah. know, whoever replaced David Stern. I forgot this new guy's name, yeah. but he's going to change it in 2016. Well, so it's going to be two years. Good. Uh, removed from high school before they can go pro. If and, they don't want to do that, they can go over season play. Well, my and then you know, in in that respect, that still changes. Well, I, Cal, I look how philosophy it some. Because, what, I agree. I, it I, doesn't I don't think it's because everybody didn't go pro this well, year. Listen, well, then what you're going to have is you're Willie not going to have. Willie Kaysan could have went pro. You're not going to have Trey twins could have went pro. You're not going to have Carl Towns committing to Kentucky if they know Julius Randle has to come back for another year. They're not going to go to Kentucky. But Julius Randle didn't come back. Well, well, no, no, I think what he's saying, yeah. In the future, moving forward. I don't think, I think you're going to see a difference in how this goes. And that's okay. I think it's good for everybody. I think it's better for the NBA 
because you get a, a more experienced product. And I think that a two-year rule is going to kind of spread out the town as well. Instead right. of Calipari every year getting, you know, five, four or five of the top 20 players, maybe now every other year mm-hmm. he's getting four or five of the top 20 players. I think it's, if that, everybody yeah, yeah, wants it's to going to be spread out because everyone's on the same playing field. Exactly. Exactly. And it's you don't have the option to do a one year and go on. So the, it's not as attractive to be at UK because now that's not an option. I mean, do you think Carl Towns would have, if he would have known yes. that there was a possibility that he was only going to get 10 to 15 minutes a game, he would have committed to Kentucky? Yes, no. I'll tell you why. Because no. he's an athlete and he's a contend- he's a competitor. And he's going to say, I'm going to go in here and so take is, one of these sophomores uh, and is, spots. So is Lee. That's the mindset that that kid has. He's so, not going to go a competitor. Julius Randle. I, I don't I don't. So see is that. Lee. And we saw, and everybody in America said, why is this kid sitting on the bench? And why has he been on the bench all season? And he clearly is a talent. He's clearly an athlete. Yeah. But there's no way he could go to, to the league this year. Why? Because he didn't get he's enough sat time. on You know what? He, he could have. No, he couldn't have. See, this is the thing I don't understand about NBA oh and what gosh. they look for when they're drafting <laughs> players. I can't even. This smart. I don't know what side of the bed you woke up on. Today, they're, but they're I looking, cannot even deal with you. They're looking <laughs> for potential. They're looking what they can develop out of a player. They don't care what you what you're doing right now. They want to see what they wanted to know. Well, what maybe the, that's what the new commissioner is trying to change. <laughs> maybe he's trying to go back to the old days when people were drafted off of their talent, their current talent. And well, the best way for them to evaluate potential. that is in the D League. I mean, the D League's been well, very beneficial case, for local players. If that's the case, then maybe they should create the same type of formula as professional baseball does. And regardless of how good you think you are, you play. Larry Brown in the said D League, best. and then before you ever get Larry the chance Brown in the NBA, the, huh? the D League can't compare to playing in co- playing in college basketball. It can is better than playing in the D League. It as is as far as life experience. Well, maybe they should have to do both. And by the time they get to the NBA, they're well, like Kentucky, 25. well, that would be beneficial for Louisville players. Well, and, and that's been the conversation. Kentucky players. They don't. That's not much of us in the D League right now. The, I don't the, think that's been the conversation. Is that they're talking about expanding the D League and basically basically going to a baseball type rule. Where young men can either go straight to the D league, go overseas, and play though, in the D league, and make more years. money. They could make more money, and that's why they're talking about expanding the contracts to actually start paying some guys upwards of you know eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars compared to the twenty or thirty that they're getting right now playing in the D league. So I think there is a plan in place to possibly look at either going straight out of high school to the D league or playing two or three years in college. Uh, you know that that's something that's being looked at, but they're also talking about streamlining the rules between the NBA and college so that way the NBA can get a better look at what these guys can do mm-hmm. working under those types of rules because right now the college game and the NBA game are two completely different games. Uh, you know, the, the measurements of the three-point line are different. The, the lane uh, is different. Uh, all the measurements are different. So when you have two games that are so different, it's very difficult to get an evaluation of how good those guys would be. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of – I think that college basketball and the NBA needs to get together. I think there's issues on both ends. The fact that you have uh, the Final Four come out and then kids basically have two weeks to make a decision on whether or not to sure. go pro with very limited information. There's no combine. There's no personal workout. So these NBA teams are giving these guys information based on what? Guesses? Because we've always seen it. Archie Goodwin was not even considered a draftable prospect when he left Kentucky. He ends up a first-round pick. And, that he's, didn't and he's happen. playing very well for and, the Phoenix Suns right very now. very well. And, and this is the issue, uh, is that you know people say the Harrison Twins aren't first-round picks. 
How do you know? Because you these guys go to the combine, they get measured, they play well in individual workouts. All of a sudden, they're first round picks. So how can well, you I tell say a young so man Obviously, it was, exactly it was where more imp- it was more important for those young men to come back to Kentucky and try to win a championship. <laughs> now, first of all, it was That's all about a, them getting a first round. No, no, they had nothing. No, they had nothing to do with Willie Collins. Willie could have came. He could have went. Now Willie is different. He could have went pro. That's dedication to them wanting to come back and be a team. I agree with you. Something Willie enjoys being in college. You think it's about being a team? But why else? Yeah, the Harrison twins decision had nothing, nothing to, do to do with, with love in Kentucky. Please. If they Come didn't, on. then they, they wouldn't have came back. That's not true. Are you kidding? They got a taste They're of what they got. They got a. They got. They got a taste of what history could be like. They could, they oh, wouldn't want to championship. His, what history was that? Because no one remembers who got. That's why they're coming back, so they can make history, so they can win a ring, or okay. win a chip. Well, but, they came back is to hopefully raise their draft stock. Is yeah, what they, they came did. back. That was a personal decision. And they didn't you know have what? anything to do with the university. That is a very scary proposition because who else did that? Yeah, Alex Poitras, a guy who was out of high school, was projected to be a top five pick. Okay, he goes to Kentucky, drops down to maybe the, the, the mid-20s. Okay, where was he at at the end of this year, Carlo? Out of the first round. A guy who they said may or may not get selected. So the Harrison I mean, same thing, that same, same thing with the, but, 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 Russ Smith, man. He's going to be a second-round pick. Harrison, the he went from the first round to the second round. To me, would have been a mid-20s selection in this year's NBA draft. If they come if back and they that. don't. Sounds like you're pretty it, it, upset they came no, back. No, not not at all. I'm saying I, it's, it's, it's it's very Carlo, risky. be quiet for risky. a moment. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm just saying it's it's very risky because yes, they could improve their stock, but they could also go the other way. They could, and they're but locks no, sir, you sound like you're upset that they came back. Now you guys, he's have to not face upset. Again. He's no. trying to explain to you the philosophy I mean, and the thought well, process of them coming back versus them going now. I'm not looking at it from the team's perspective. I'm looking at it from the young men's perspective. Cal always says he's about the players first, so I'm looking at it from the players' angle. And, yes, there's an opportunity for them to get better, but there's also an opportunity that they could fall just like Alex Poitras did this year. And and I think that's a risk. And that's something that I think if they change the rules and the NBA and college basketball start to work together, that it's going to be better off for anybody because right now it's an unfair process. You cannot make an informed decision two weeks after the season's over. With no, I mean, you don't get any workouts. The old system, when they used to be able to quote unquote test the waters, was an excellent system because guys got they to go to the, the combine. They can't test the waters anymore? No. no. They, they, they used to be able to go to the combine. They used to be able yeah, to get workouts. Yeah, as long as they didn't hire an agent. Exactly. They don't do that anymore. College basketball basically forced the NBA to move forward their decision deadline to where now you only have a couple of weeks to make that decision. How can you know where you need to go? How do you know where you're going to get drafted? It's, it's a completely unfair and process. And how do you even compare against the other guys? Like, cause, exactly. I mean, I mean, in theory, you can look across the country and say, this guy's good that plays for Arizona, this kid right. that plays for Maryland's good, right. this kid that plays for UK, this kid that plays for Texas, whatever. But how, but do, you how do you really know how you measure against those guys exactly. in the tangible things? Like, that's tough. That's a tough place to be. I mean, it's, you, it's all guesses. It's, and they're kids, guesses. too. Like, these are 19, 20 Let me check the Lotus Guns work text line. From uh, that was a great way to UK interrupt me. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> that was great. Now, this is from the, the Lotus Guns Works text line, 502-414-1450. Chris Kimmon, you know Chris Kimmon, uh, our favorite referee from out in northern Kentucky. Yes. He's listening, you know, listening. Out of, out of, out of, he's not even in the city. And he, you know, Good morning, Chris. The show. There we go. He says these young men want to win. That's why they choose a program like the UK. Oh, Chris. Their playing time has always been earned, not promised, during recruiting. Yeah. I disagree. I, I, you and Calipari says that he Kentucky, doesn't. Kentucky you have to earn playing time. Big Blue Nation. They want to make themselves feel. It's great. not they, promised. They, they, they want to believe that these kids care about the University of Kentucky. Now, first of all, no, they don't. They care about John Calipari. Because if they cared about them, they would stay out four years because they just would want to. 
be there it is for about the, the duration their lives it is about getting to the nba and getting that paycheck they don't care about that if john calipari left kentucky tomorrow and went to cleveland state guess what all these kids that are going to kentucky are going to cleveland state that's, that goes to show the greatness that is john calipari oh and that's but that's what it's about it's not so about that's kentucky. a direct contradictory of what you just said <laughs> it's not about any of that man you know it's, it's about can you get me paid and that's what the Harrisons are about. They're trying to come back because they're trying to get paid. All I'm saying is and what's wrong with it's a very Myers? dangerous proposition. There's nothing wrong with that at all. We'll be right back with the Weekend Sports Club. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, joined in studio by the originator, Rashawn Myers, and the lovely Ashley Danielle. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Fort Lincoln Buzz Line. I got some reinforcements calling in. Somebody who actually knows what he's talking about when it comes to UK basketball. Hink, Hink, are you there? What's going on, fellas? Hey, what's going on, man? And, um, hey, young lady. <laughs> good morning, Hink. Uh, I've missed you. Good morning, buddy. You miss me. I, I know, just like uh, like Timmy with that last year. I understand. <laughs> I do understand. Lost without you. What do you got for us say, today? Let me say this, actually. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm starting to figure out that you are, uh, you're not just a, a little apologist. <laughs> you're more like Rashawn, a little suck butt. <laughs> and that's saddened to me because I, I thought you was better than that. I've I seen, you know, I. I'm following you on Twitter now. You follow me, and I've seen some of your people you like to surround yourself with, and these some good people. But now I'm starting to wonder about you. You know, I, I'm just afraid you don't run for office because uh, you won't be getting my vote. Oh, <laughs> that's tough. That's <laughs> tough. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. At least I'm being honest with you. I, I ain't gonna, you know, smile on your face or stab you in the back. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you straight up. I'm about you to gonna stab, stab me while I'm, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Dang, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look you straight in the eye like, like my girl, uh, Terry Washington, on scandal. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey, um, let me say this. Rashad, you, you're an idiot. And you and I both know you're an idiot. You don't want to admit you're an idiot. Yes, sir. And you don't want to always admit it, but you are. You, every time you speak, when I listen, Carlos, I feel bad for you. You know why? Because you surround yourself with, 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 with questionable people, man. And, and I thought Ashley wasn't that way, but... Just like I described, I'm starting to feel that way. I'm sorry. But the sit there and say that these twins, you know, they're not first-round picks. Man, they're they first-round picks. They are. Maybe you have a little aspect, hey, this is going to be the last time we're going to have the opportunity to play together as college players. Maybe in a, even in the pro. It's not guaranteed that they're going to get on the same team like like the uh, the twins did from Kansas. The Mar- uh, yeah, the Morris twins. Marquise and Marcus. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not guaranteed that that's, that situation will happen. So with that opportunity, why not, you know, have that opportunity to, to the chance to play for a, a championship, you know what I'm saying, at least let's, let's do it again. You know what I'm saying? Let's try it one more time. And to sit there and say, uh, these kids don't be disgruntled and mad, that's what you UFL fans are hoping and praying for because y'all have nothing to look forward to. Y'all was all jumping in joy for Montrez Hurl to come back. And y'all was happy about that. 
This guy has no offensive moves other than a dunk. That's it. He hasn't learned no other offensive move but a dunk. Wow. I mean, he has no other offensive move but a dunk. So this guy hasn't been developed. It's a pretty uh, strong offensive move. It's going to be a sport. Huh? Now, first of all, uh, did did you watch the AAC tournament? Montrez Harrell is not only shooting the ball. Did did anybody watch the AAC tournament? (laughs) Anybody outside of Jefferson County watch the AAC tournament? Apparently, the the national champions, the UConn Huskies, watched it. My my point is is that (laughs) you you can't just come on. That's probably why UConn snuck up on people because nobody watched that tournament. Nobody gives a damn about that type of basketball. Because that's not what we call basketball. Last that's I checked, the AAC team won the national championship, Hank. Didn't the AAC team just okay, win the so national championship? Okay, so congratulations for them doing it. Because, hey, let me say this. They're the only good team in that conference. Oh, of course. It's there obvious. You're a ain't. Every time, it's, it's obvious. It is <laughs> obvious. Every time Gilbert gets to the tournament, we find a way to knock them out. So, twice, Kyle has beat your team in a tournament. Twice. And, that, and that's got to hurt. As a little fan. And it's obvious, because now y'all talking about, well, I hope I hope some of these kids try. That's what you're paying and hoping for, that they leave, that they don't come back, that they go out in an angry manner. But no, now you see them coming back, y'all cringe, like 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 uh, like them, uh, them uh, Mufasa. That's how y'all act, <laughs> like them hyenas scene with Mufasa. That's how y'all just cringe, knowing that what's going to happen. That Lion King is still in Lexington. Y'all want him to go to New York. Y'all want him to go like but he's not going nowhere. He's here. To, he's here to stay. Yeah, you so know what? I, he's I congratulate to putting this team together, go to the final four, and, and making this title one. And guess what? And if you're there, so happens to be in our bracket, you might as well go on and grab ankles because you know what to do. You know what to do. Thank you, big brother. Can I have yeah, another? That's how it goes whenever we play, y'all. Y'all don't have a chance. You don't have a shot. Your team is irrelevant. Then you get this sorry monster, and you think he's going to guide you to somewhere to final four instead. He's not going to take you anywhere. And no show black shirt, his sorry brother's a McDonald's All-American, and he can't have done nothing for you. He's been there for three plus years and gave you nothing. Fat Wayne is not worthy of a scholarship. Y'all need to send him on down for maybe Sullivan, maybe Bellman. Hey, hey, Dad Porter, I got a player for you. He's not beneficial to me. He's not beneficial to me. Why do we need him? So I, I'm trying to figure this out. Y'all are mad and angry and frustrated. And when we got on this Twitter war, I mean, it hurts y'all because the truth was coming at you in all directions. Now, actually, I'm sorry you got, you got caught up in a mess. But <laughs> it is what it is. Louisville sucks, man. I mean, just, just take it what it is. Y'all team sucks, and y'all hate what's coming. Hey. Y'all hate it. Y'all see the player coming. Uh, Tyler, Tyler, Trey Lyles, y'all wanted him bad. Y'all didn't get him. Uh, my man, uh... What's his name? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Yeah, you, you, you know what? Uh, King, before you hang up, yeah, let me ask you a question. There was some, uh, there was some, like? there was some talk on. See, he does like me. He called me baby. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> there was some talk on Twitter this week. About a basketball game between you and Rashad, and I, I, I want to get your perspective on air so you can put it on wax. What is going to happen in this game? Damn, she said put it on wax. You took us <laughs> back to '87. Uh-huh. Like, we but that's all good. <laughs> Let me say this: I, I, I seen all this talk going. On. I didn't know what it was, but if if, if, if this is Rashad challenging me. 
Is that what you're trying to do? Just be a man and stand up the same. You want to play me back. We ain't got to do this on the internet. We ain't got to do this on Twitter, Facebook. Talk to me now. I'm on the phone with Shot. Are you ready? Or do you want to play me? Hey, one on, hey. Is it one on one or two on two? What is it? <laughs> Explain hey, that to me. I, I'm be a man, nut up. Tell me. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm getting this together. Basket blog 2014 uh, is going down. I want you to be out there. Answer my question. That ain't what I asked you to do. That ain't what I asked you to do. Ask me, do you want to play me one? When you was in the ball court thing, now I want you. That's what I said. I want to guard you. I'm going to shut you down. That's what, that's what you say. Come to me like a man. Ask me like a man. Do you want to charge me with child or not? You know say what? It. Don't, don't beat around the bush. This ain't no politician. Don't be. Tell me, say it. Say hey, it, Rashad. Say it. Hey, Hank, let me tell you something. I will Man, take no, you. I, I will no, take you and embarrass you whenever you, you get ready to. If you no, want to, if you want to, come down. Come on, he doesn't want this. Actually, you got more nuts than that, and then Rashad got I don't know, Hank. I've challenged uh, Ashley a couple times. I still hasn't oh, yet to no. happen. Oh, so. uh, no. He likes to say, okay, they, so we're going to play at 3 o'clock. They might be cut from the it's, same cloth. It's, it's, but. Rashad, it's, Rashad, it's me and you in the room. Ask me the question. Hank, when are we going to do this? I, I, you know what? I can go today. Where, where do you want to meet up? Downtown Y, Shawnee wow. Park. Where, 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 where you want to meet? You let me go. Wind out. Where do you play? You know, we can play somewhere that's safe for you, <laughs> that you feel comfortable. We can play at the local Y. <laughs> Second Street Y is more than available. Okay. Unfortunately, I can't do it today because I'm on my way to church. I got to get praise to you and the rest of the group. But I'm I'm a I'm a definitely definitely gonna do it. Well, you man, man. If you want an audience, if you want a, if, if 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 you want an audience, then bring your artist. If you want your old lady, your wife, or your girlfriend, or your your boyfriend, whatever the case may be, <laughs> they want to be there. They can be there too. If you want to bring your kids, that's fine. You can bring your kids too, and I will be there. Well, I just need you guys to tell me when that's going to happen so I can make sure I'm there and I can do a live play-by-play on my Twitter feed. Hey, well, I guarantee you it's going down. I'm going to have my live sportscaster people there online, streaming live. And in fact, what we can do is make it a double header and you guys play and then Carlo and I will play either before. In fact, Carlo and I should play and then you guys be the main event. Let's do it. I'm down. I like it. There we go. It's going down then. Hey, look here. The rules is 21. 21 is how we play. By two? Make it, take it. You know it. You know it. Okay. It's, it's on there. That's how we do. Well. Oh, I'm sorry. Now, that's how my. Hey, hey, Carlos. That's how our folks do. I, I don't know how to respond. <laughs> well, 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 he. We play, Carlo it, actually said that he was going to play me to 12 and spot me to 11. Oh. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I, I wish I did Damn, that's well. I don't know. I don't, I don't know your game. I don't know your game. But well, apparently, he don't know it either. But I'm gonna I'm give her 11 points. All she has to do is score one basket, <clears> which <throat> will not happen. Okay. Well, we're gonna see. I mean, actually, that's that's, that's a serious form of disrespect. It is. It, 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 it is the worst form of disrespect. I mean, mm-hmm. It's terrible. That's a, that's about as disrespectful as the L.A. people's uh, owner. I mean, just totally just disrespectful. <laughs> just disrespectful. I just don't understand. Mm-mm. Hey, right. y'all, y'all be good. Do what y'all do with y'all. You, you know where to find me. Don't run from me. <laughs> Don't run from me. I'll hunt you down like a wild animal. I will. <laughs> <laughs>
and then I'll uh, stuff you, and I'll put your head on a mantle when I'm done with you. Louisville sucks. Later, baby. <laughs> I love Hank. You know, we need to have a segment called, called Hink Sounds Off. We do, we do, we need to do that. And he needs his own, he He's needs hilarious. his own theme music, Todd. <laughs> wow, wow. I, I, I don't, I, you know what? And it is going down. That that is something that's going to actually happen. I, I'm with all my media folks right now, trying to get it worked out. See who who's not afraid to get out there and embarrass themselves on, on you know on a live streaming broadcast because it's going to be fun. It's going to be a, a bunch of the people. We tried to get this and, worked out last year, and it unfortunately did not work out. But this year, it's going down. LiveSportsCaster.com will be covering it, streaming it. I expect to see Carlo. If, if, you, if you're scared to play Hink 101 and Ashley's scared to play me 101, y- y'all could team up together. And we even throw Haven in there. If y'all could play, play us three on two. I was going to say bring Haven in and let him, uh, let him <coughs> no, be no, the, I, the, I, the screener or you know, set the screen. I think, the- I think we need to do our individual one-on-one, match, one-on-one matchups first to get that over with. I so um, the people that myself and I'm going to go ahead and say Rashawn – can have our bragging rights for the year. Oh, most definitely. Um, but if you guys would like to team up and do a two-on-two after that, I'm down with that. Okay, for whatever. Got another okay. caller online. Uh-oh. I know who this is. NASCAR Sprint 300 took place last night, right? That's the actual question. I was watching John Jones fight. <laughs> <laughs> you missed out on Lucas Matista fight and uh, John Molina fight of the year. For real. Yeah, good stuff. Go watch it today. It'll be on a replay. Carolina, how you doing there? I'm doing fine. And having been a former official in the state of North Carolina, I volunteer to call the game. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, we need definitely. Because you know, Car- especially with me, Carlo's going to try to cheat. He's going to try to foul me, <laughs> well, push cheating, me and stuff. Cheating, you're trying. Well, we need two, re- two refs, so let's get our friend Chris Kinman. He's a basketball referee, an MMA referee, yep. he, and he can fill in also. So, you know, it's got to be called properly. It's going to be called properly right down the middle. I call it old school. I call it like they did back in the 60s and 70s, oh, so there might be a lot more traveling and uh, stuff like that. Now let's get to the important thing. Yes, sir. I'm on my way to Salem. Yeah. I'm going to see you there. Todd and, and Carolina teaming up tonight. That's right. And I, I'm on my way there to see the ARCA race. And by the way, Carla, you need to get some uh, stuff into uh, Kentucky Speedway where we can get our credentials for the press up there. That is around the corner, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And uh, they oh. had Ford Day up there yesterday. And a friend of mine who works for another station hosted it, and he said had some pictures on Facebook, and they had the Petty car up there, they had the Pisky cars, and everything, and it was it was good. I watched it last night. Of course, Joy Logano won, and I'm not a Joy Logano fan, after what he did to Denny uh, Hamlin last year. And so, it was a good race. I'm looking forward to it. Now, Y'all were talking about one and one. Rashawn, I got the perfect way to solve the one and done. That is, when a person graduates, they can put their name up to go into the NBA. If they don't, they got to spend three years in college. Yeah, the, the old baseball role. 
That is the baseball rule the way they have it now. No, good idea. I I like that. And you know what, Carolina, I think that that gets your best. uh, You know, I think it gets guys both mentally as well as physically ready to play in the NBA. I think it sharpens up their skills a ton. I think that that would be a very intelligent way to go about it. And I think that, you know, in three years, guys are able to improve enough to where they can actually go into the NBA and be a contributor instead of being a guy that you're going to basically sit on the bench for two or three years. Look at John Wall. John Wall's just now coming into his own, which would have been his senior year this year at the University of Kentucky. If he was a guy that went to Kentucky for three or four years, I think that's a guy who comes into the uh, into the NBA game and is able to, you know, really contribute, don't you think? Actually, this would have been – he took an extra year in high school. Yes. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, he went to he the 13th grade. Like, uh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. I did forget about that. You know, yeah, one he, thing he about him now, to, uh, he's, he's actually contributing, but it's monetarily. So he's kind of – you know, you were, you were saying contribute. Um, I, I don't have a problem with these kids. I mean, when you're 18 years old and you get out of high school, you go to work. Yeah. yeah. So what's the difference? Well, Why I, do you I, go to college? Well, the reason is, is the owners of the NBA mm-hmm. want to feed your system. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. Oh, I, I definitely agree yeah. with that. But I, I think that that is, I think the NBA has a right to set its standards for when they exactly. allow guys to come in. I mean, the um, NFL does the same thing. Because, no they, you know, because they, they want a better product. They, they want a better product out there. And, and, and honestly, these kids aren't, a lot of these kids aren't fully developed coming straight out of high school. Very few are. I mean, you get the LeBron James, Dwight Howard, and Kobe Kevin Bryant, Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Those guys, don't, that's not, they don't come around that often. Carlo Kellum, not fully developed <laughs> yet. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, I, I think it would work well for everybody. I think it would help the college game immensely. I mean, that way you can have that, kids that go to college that want to be there and the guys that decide not to, they can make a little bit of money uh, in the D-League or over in Europe uh, to help out their families until they're able to go to the NBA. But I think that a baseball-type rule helps everybody out. Hey, a couple things. Caroline, today, right. Caroline, today I'm going to be up there right by the press box in AA, not – Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> but come on up there, and uh, I haven't met you before we're coming up, and uh, I'll see you at Salem. And on the Lotus Gun text line, Chris Kimmon said he would love to do to be the refer- uh, referee with Carolina. Well, I don't so. know because Chris is clearly a Kentucky fan, and we know how <laughs> their referees tend to be in ref arena. But so, you've got Carolina Well, as Carolina the hopefully will balance, but we got to make go. sure that Chris stays in his zone. Uh, Chris, Chris, was Ashley, <laughs> know, right? Chris was an Ashley supporter until now. Y'all have a good one. Hey, right. good, Thanks, Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> I think you have a, a referee fight. You'll have the, the combatants out there fighting. Everybody's going to be fighting. I don't think anybody's going to get along. It's going to be real out there. Hey, we'll take a quick commercial break. We're here with Rashawn Myers, Ashley Danielle, Carlo Kellen, the Weekend Sports Buzz. I see headlights. I made it down the coast in 17 hours. Picking me a bouquet dogwood flowers. And I'm hoping for Riley I can see my baby Hey, well. 
Oh, welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I was hoping somebody would have stepped in after that, yeah. It was, it was interesting watching you get lost in that picture. Oh, yeah, I was admiring my, you know, one of my favorite movies. I was having you know, a central music is for the lovely uh, Ashley Danielle of Casino. Aw, thanks, Tide. <laughs> but is it time for Ashley's Crazy? It's not. Oh, it's not time for it's Ashley's Crazy? I gotta say it like Kelly Patrick does. Yeah. Okay. Right. Can you can you do that one more time? Ashley's crazy. <laughs> That's how Kelly Patrick says it. It's Ashley's crazy. That's hilarious. But we're going back to the Oxmo Four Lincoln Buzz line. Uh oh. And on the line we got my boy Blue. It's like the Rashawn fan club, right? Mm mm. Blue, are you there? Oh yeah, I'm here. I'm on there. Yes, yes sir. Yes, you are. You're my boy, Blue. Hello. Oh, good. A bad reception, man. I'll say what I got to say. Hey, good morning, everybody. I just called in to have a little fun this morning. Uh, Rashawn, you number one hater, man. <laughs> it's, it's all good, though. Hey, I appreciate hey, that. Hey, uh, I, got, I got a joke for y'all, man. Uh, um, you ready for it? I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> Shane Bannon declares for the NBA draft. Hey, Shane, where do you think you're at? Kentucky, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, 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 Rashawn, yes, sir. I know you were upset about the Twins coming back, but we would have been over with, uh, without the Twins. But let me just say this. Are you aware, Rashawn, that uh, the incoming freshmen were, were calling the players before they drafted, saying, come back to Kentucky? Oh, so yeah. why would you think they were all transferred? I don't think Derek Woods was in on that deal, but I think the rest of them were going to come back, Rashawn. And as far as Dallas Portis, Portis is not as one down because he was playing behind uh, Julius Randle. Yeah. I don't think the Twins would be in that predicament. No, the no, Twins I, are going to start, I so I, I don't, no, I, I don't, I I don't think the Twins... But my, my point being okay. is that you you have to hope that let's not forget Kentucky did lose eleven games this year and, and they did have a great right. run at the end of the season. But you know that right. second year, once guys kind of get that hype, all the analysts do is try to break down what you don't do well. It's kind of like what we've seen with Teddy Bridgewater this year. Teddy Bridgewater came in as the the lock number one pick, so everybody wanted to talk about his flaws. And I think that's going to be what you see with the Twins. All they're going to do is talk about what the Twins can't do this year because this is their second time around. People always expect for guys to be a lot better uh, the second season in college. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on them. Not saying that they can't do it, but they're going to have to show yeah. work ethic, and they're going to have to do some things to make sure that their stock doesn't get hurt. It's a lot harder to move up than it is to move down uh, in the NBA draft that second season. I agree, but you saw the twins, how they, how they came on after they adjusted to a college game. And, and what better teacher could you have than in Calipari to, to, you know, to develop players? Man? I mean, it's not like he was playing for Patino that don't develop <laughs> oh, players, man. On. I mean, and, and <laughs> oh, no, I'm serious. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm serious. I'm serious, man. How, I, how I mean, did, uh, Montrez Harrell came back because... I'm sorry. Montrez Harrell went from a guy who would not have gotten selected in the first round his first year to a guy that would have been a top 20 pick his second year. That's doing pretty good. What did Calipari's development do for Alex Poitras and Willie Cauley-Stein? Neither one of those two guys made oh, any improvements. Okay, I just told you about Alex Poitras, man. He, he didn't have any choice, man. Randall's the best player on the team, and, and he, he played behind Randall. What was he going to do? I, I mean, uh, Alex Poitras is a role player, well, man. Well, Come I on. Agree, well, I agree with difference. that. I agree with that, but his numbers all went down. His shooting percentages went down. His three-point percentage went down. Even if you're playing less minutes, you can still play at a level of 
interesting. He didn't get in the game to compete. His, his game went down totally. His minutes went down. That's okay. So he's did, a, he, so it's did okay he make a bad decision players. coming back? I'm okay after, with it. But, but let me ask you, did he make a, a, a bad decision coming back that second season? If he would have left as, his fresh, as a freshman, he would have been a top 20 pick. So did he make the well, right decision? Well, he'd have been in, 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 in the D-League with, with Peyton Seaver. And, and let me say something about Peyton Seaver. He's a joke, too. Hey, they interviewed him the other day. And he got nerve to, to tell uh, uh, Russ Smith about the NBA. How would he know about the NBA? <laughs> man, you played your whole season in the D-League. What are you doing, Peyton? Come on, man. And, and, and Russ Smith's going to be... He should be Russ Smith should be with the gold colors, man, with, with that little swoopy double. Like, who do you think about? Kevin Durant? You gotta hit the shot, Russ Smith. Come on, man. Hey, I, I'm gonna I let you go. I just wanna say that I'm not gonna say any goals for the incoming season. Yes, I'm gonna enjoy the ride, man. I know they're gonna be horrible. And then make a deep run to the tournament again. Thanks, man. Enjoy you. Hey, he said he enjoys the lives. But I, I do <laughs> want to point out that uh, young man Terrence Jones also spent almost his whole first season in the D League, and I think he's doing pretty well for the Rockets this year. So and he didn't spend the whole th- th- season. There's no shame. He definitely spent his whole first season in the D League until the last month of the year. Uh, he, he was pretty much there, and Peyton Seaver pretty much did the same thing. So, I mean, there's no, there's nothing wrong. And that's been the, the kind of the stigma that's been put on the D-League, is that it's some sort of demotion uh, or something bad. But the, at the end of the day, if you aren't playing in games, you're not going to get better. It's very difficult to improve as a player if you're not playing games. So regardless of whether it's playing for the Pistons or playing for uh, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, as long as you're in games and you're playing, you're going to get better. So I, I, I think that's what the NBA has to change is that stigma that the D-League is some sort of demotion or, or a diss. Punishment, maybe. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, that's what they have to try to change. I think a lot of people look at it that way, um, but I think it's better for everybody. I think it helped Terrence Jones, who's having an excellent uh, second year with the Houston Rockets. He's been starting for the Rockets this year. And, been, you know, he's been one of their best players uh, all year long. So, I mean, it has a place. Um, I, mean, I, I just think that me, me personally, I think Poitras made a bad decision coming back as a freshman. And I think that we could see the same thing ha- happening with the Twins because it's just so much. People are going to expect. Look at the Twins numbers from last year. I mean, they were awful all season long. I mean, Andrew Harrison shot 37% from the field, shot 20% from three. That's I mean, look at the improvement he's going to have to make. There is a lot of pressure. People are going to expect for these guys and to they, be they, a they, lot they, better. And they made those improvements in the tournament. But you know what? We're having so much fun. We can't forget that this show and the Weekend Sports Buzz on Saturday and Sunday is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence. If you're injured or in an accident, you may be entitled to a cash settlement. Call 502-587-0041. And like every Sunday, Brandon's going to call in here during the last segment of the show and I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about <laughs> oh, what's sure. being discussed right now. A lot of, you know, I, I'm used to hearing this delusional talk from Louisville fans, uh, especially Rashawn. I just don't but, know why. Uh, the, I don't see why the Kentucky people. Why do the Kentucky people want Louisville people to be? I, I've heard because so nobody cares. Support, you're scared the Twins are coming back. You're scared. You're afraid because you know you're why not going to win that? a championship. You know nobody. you're not going to be in the conversation of even being. Listen, the, the Twins. Does, they. If we were going to be afraid of anybody coming back, I would rather somebody say, like, oh, Willie Colley-Stein, because he's a big guy. Well, and we know that, that like our anti-game has been weak. Back. The right. Twins, though? Are you kidding me? Uh, he, he played pretty good this past Look, year. I'm going to I'm tell Louisville. you now, I'm going to have Twins just just for the sake of it. <laughs> and give me 20 years. I'm going to tell you what, let you see what the real Twins are, because those Twins are terrible. <laughs> they are pretty bad. They're, they're pretty bad. They, they, you know, look like Tarzan, play like Jane a little bit. 
basically. Okay. Except for the only one, number two, is the only one that's worth anything. The and other Aaron, one Aaron can go some Wednesday. shots, but, you know, I mean, it, it's just at the end It's of not lucky you do it three times Let's in a not row. forget Kentucky lost 11 games last year, people. Okay, so I don't want to hear 40-0 again. An improvement for Kentucky. Oh, this year is a 40-0 team. The it could be, it could be the look, I'm going on a record. You all did that last year, so maybe you should. I didn't go on the record Don't lose 10 games, okay? If they don't lose 10 games, that's an improvement. I'm going on the record. This could be like the UNLV of a 90-91 type of team. This could be that team. This could be a forty and old team next year. They have every. They have the capability of doing it. But you know what? The, and the SEC is so easy, talk, right? That talk. The right SEC there, is so easy. That talk right there is why Big Blue Nation annoys the crap out of everybody. It's but you're saying, this, is it not possible, Rashawn, with this team coming back? No. Oh, come on. You know, it is possible. All, let's, not, let's not forget that every game that Kentucky played versus a good team in that tournament, they could have just as easily lost it as they did won it. They were, what, three points from losing? Talk about if, ifs and maybes. My, my, point, my, my point being is that if uh, Van Vliet hits the three-point shot for Wichita but State in the set, hold on. Hits that shot, then what are you saying? I mean, yes, they made the championship run. Yes, Aaron Harrison hit a bunch of clutch threes, but it was still a one possession game in each of those games. Where and that's why happened. defense matters. You said they didn't play you defense. My point they played deep. They played lockdown defense you, in the five minutes of every single one of those games. You can't games. live off lockdown. Of I mean, now you have James Young, your best perimeter player, gone. You have Julius Randle, your best interior player, gone. Okay, yes, we understand that. You, you got a seven footer coming in. You, you, that's fine and good, but is everybody going to be Julius Randle? I mean, can you guarantee that Carl Anthony Towns in a recruiting class that is not nearly as talented as the recruiting class of Wiggins and of Embiid and of Randall? Can he be that guy? I mean, there is a lot of pressure. There's a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah, he's going to have to earn Kentucky it. Kentucky we'll does see. not have a single small forward on the roster. You're going to either have to play Alex Poitras or Derek I mean, Willis. Alex play small forward. He's six, nine. He can play small. No, he can't. He's too slow. Six, I mean, nine. there's a lot of questions, but you know what? I love it. I love the fact that Kentucky's getting all this hype. I love the fact that everybody's talking about 40 0 again, and there are all these great things because all that does is put pressure on you to perform. I'm saying this is a capable team of being 40 yeah, and they're also More capable, capable than last year. And years. they're also capable of losing another 10 games. No, they're not. Just as easy. No, I no. mean, and that's this what. This is going to be a different Because what's going to happen now, you got, you got these other guys that are coming back, you got the guys that are coming in. Which I'm going to tell you, if they are all Americans, they're going to have the swag like they're the man. So there's going to also be that entire blending of personalities and becoming a team versus all these guys coming from their individual programs where they probably were the star. So um, that, that blending is going to take some time. So don't don't get cocky and act like y'all can't drop and, some and, games. And that's what you worry about mm-hmm. is, is the cocky level because all these kids coming back, everybody's going to tell them they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Are they going to put in the work and the sweat? and the effort this offseason because championships are won in the offseason. And, and that's what you have to remember is that it pay, you have to pay the cost to be the Rashawn, boss. why don't you just embrace them and say, man, this is a team that could possibly I'm not gonna, win it next year. They, they, they are a team why that has the talent to win it all. Okay, And, and like, that's not what I'm saying. But my point being is that, A, they've got to get better defensively. B, they're going to have to find a way to get a lot quicker. And C, they're going to have to find somebody to hit jump shots. And I know Devin Booker is reputed to be a a very good shooter, but once again, you're relying on freshmen. So, you know, it's not going to be easy. Kentucky fans, just calm down. Okay, yes, you have a lot of talent on paper, but – you know, let's let's just stop the forty and zero talk. If Kentucky has a good season, that's fine. But let's not forget they lost eleven games. Period. Eleven games. We'll come. We'll take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with Ashley's crazy.
and welcome back to Weekend Sports Buzz. We're coming back to Ashley's Crazy, and she breaks down her craziest stories that went on this week. Ashley, it's always a pleasure. I know Hink's listening in right now to he see is. what the craziest story is going on in the sports industry. Well, today. due to one particularly crazy story, we only have two stories on the local scene today, uh, but... I think you'll understand why when we get to story number two. But the first story. Oh, wait a minute. I got to interrupt you, Ashley. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Um, just to let all of our thousands <laughs> and millions of people out there listening, Ashley uh, has been cut to two, the loco doso, <laughs> because she has reopened her contract negotiations and she is refusing to do five. So we've come to an agreement. We're doing two. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, we've, we've got to get this figured out. And should just... I should I put all the demands on the air? Would you like to air the, some of the dirty? Well, no, that because you're I feel for? like you know they might try to use that against me if we tell everything. But you know, if if all your fans hear this, maybe they'll call us on the uh, Sports Buzz line three eight four fifty fourteen fifty and uh, help you out. Hopefully, hopefully your... Hink is listening and he'll call and help me. Oh, out. Oh, Hink definitely will. Because I know he really wants to see this segment continue indefinitely. Right. Well, I wanted to give our listeners a disclaimer on that because, like I say, once again. Well, I heard that one of the, the things she wanted in her dressing room was all pink M&M's. Yeah, so. I definitely didn't say that because I don't do pink. That's, that's no, she I have wanted a pink blue Cookie Monster shirt today. Oh, but... It was all red M&M's. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. All, she, red M&Ms. all red M&M's. <laughs> and I, I also asked for an elliptical so I could get my workout. Now, the elliptical, is we're working on that. We, we, we saw one on eBay. It doesn't work. It's $25. <laughs> and we're, we're trying to get the shipping, negotiate with them on the shipping on that. And all so. this is stemming from her you know, making the national news, being on MSNBC.com. So. That's outstanding, by the way. What was that called? Thank you. PMSNBC. Oh! <laughs> oh, I'll be oh. here all week. So, <laughs> speaking of PMS, um, apparently the the entire uh, NFL cheerleading community is buzzing over reports that the Buffalo Jills, who are the cheerleaders for Buffalo Bills, were given an explicit instruction packet on how to care for their lady parts, right down to tampon guidelines and odor control tips. So apparently um, a couple of news people talked to the cheerleaders, and multiple of them were saying um, that to them it, it might seem odd to outsiders, but to them it made perfect sense. So you know, they weren't shocked or offended, but they were giving given a vagina maintenance handbook. And one of the cheerleaders said, well, if you think about it. Can you we say w- it again? No. <laughs> no. What's it called? I'm not saying it again. Um, <laughs> um, you made me lose my place. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> but one of the cheerleaders said, well, if you think about it, we wear white uniforms. We do kick lines. There's lots of bending over. That's a no-brainer. Um, I, and another girl said, it, there's no need to really get that specific. I'm not offended because it, it falls into the personal hygiene ca- category, but I can understand where they're coming from. So, uh, I mean, we at my work, we have like pamphlets that talk about like healthy vagina and how to like, you know, take care of yourself. But I mean, is that too much? Like these are grown women, so. uh, right? For the most part, should be able yeah. to. I've had an inside story on this whole uh, thing that's going on. Really? Apparently, last year there was some uh, older concerns and uh, some things going on within the Buffalo Jills that just weren't acceptable. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. Sexual harassment. Well, and one of the cheerleaders did say that um, it probably was the result of a previous issue, but I get, I don't, I don't know. Okay, you're obviously Ashley. You're a woman, but uh, I just want to ask you a question: Shouldn't women already know if they're old enough to be a cheerleader? Shouldn't they already have cheerleading experience and know some of this um, maintenance that they're supposed to do? Well, I mean, I guess. For the most part, you would assume so, but I do have patients from time to time that either didn't have a female figure in their life and were, like, not really sure. But they're not was, Buffalo Jill They're not Buffalo Jills. And I'm sure they had experience before. You know, they're, they're not going to take <laughs> Tiffany from the PT's club. They might. Or Metro Station. You never know. Well, you know, Metro Station Tiffany is from one of PT's our sponsors might be hot, here. And they'll and, take her. And they're, you know, they do have some excellent women. I don't think I've ever. T- never been there. I don't think I ever told you all, but I almost, um, I was going to try out for the Bengals. Were really? you? I was when I was, I first came back wow. from college because I danced. I don't know if you guys knew that, but like that was my talent, like through pageants I and like stuff. I like it. And I loved football and it was going to be fun, I thought, but then I saw how much they got paid and I was like, not serious. Really? What's <laughs> the pay like? They, well then, um, that, I mean, and this was like 2002 maybe, or no, maybe 2005, 2006. And um, they were getting like $75 or $100 really? for a game. You're and kidding. No, no. And you were expected to be at every home game. And they had practice, I think, once or twice a week that you had to come to that you were $75. not. $75. Like barely. Right, right. It's not enough. Like not enough at all. Yeah, which is interesting because like these same girls, they've been complaining about um, that they don't get paid enough. And um, some of them reached out to. Um, Younger men like that one did. No. no okay. <laughs> reached out to one of the uh, magazines. What I can't remember which one it was. Playboy? No, it wasn't Playboy. The other one. Uh, Penthouse? Well, Penthouse. Okay. Um, and they were trying to negotiate doing a scantily clad shoot with the NFL cheerleaders so they could In make Penthouse? No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So... Tell us about that. Did you try out? No, I didn't try out because when I realized when I saw in the because they like on they put up on the website, you know what you have to do, what you have to wear to trials and stuff like that. And I was cool with all of that. You had to do like your own little performance, and then they would teach you like a routine. You all had to perform it together, and they would pick you. And a lot of it was based on beauty, like body. They want to make sure you would look good in their stuff. But then down at the bottom, it tells you how much money they make. And when I got there, oh, I was like, no I thanks, because <laughs> it's not even you know to drive up to Cincinnati, you wouldn't have to be there um twice a week so but it's, you gotta get the, the benefits that the trade-offs no you, you can what you're gonna, you're gonna be, be on, on tv you get to dance the on possibility TV? to date a millionaire football player oh well that's not in the contract know. you're not yeah. supposed to date you can't fraternize so that's <laughs> really? that yeah, yeah that's in there too so yeah, that's the fridge, yeah like yeah, that's happen yeah <laughs> come on grab I mean, the guy making the most money that? and have a baby i mean hey you set for life there you go yeah i'm sure this has some of them think <laughs> well, maybe wow. some of them, but not They this get in one. there and grab the right guy. Hey, he's the star of the team. Let's have a baby. Let's get him. And they're still that stupid. That and we they know those Bengals players ain't that bright anyway. Yeah, exactly. The Bengals, they'll, they'll fall Not right Bengals. We're talking about male athletes in general. <laughs> um, so on to the next story. Because I feel like this is going to a good oh. place. <laughs> Poor interrupt. Uh, staying on the same subject from Lowe's Gun text line. Chris Kinman weighs in again. He says, I thought this was a sports show. Cheerleading is not a sport. Well, you know what? Uh, okay. I actually what had this conversation. That, well, I've never been a cheerleader. In fact, I used to detest cheerleaders my entire life. Um, 
But I had a conversation actually this past week with one, a couple of my pageant girls that are cheerleaders, and I just asked, like, is cheerleading a sport? And they're like, yes. Why would you ask that? We train, we compete, like all of that. So oh, wow. turn up. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say cheerleading I, is a sport. I think it as is. much as it makes me want to throw up to say. So, that. I, I would say you're so. saying NASCAR is a sport. I think so. Okay. It's an athletic endeavor. Yeah, that so. was a good one. I like it, actually. It's great. Yep. What, what do you got for your number two? No, well, this negotiation is the number guy. one story that we have dodged successfully oh, okay. so far today. And that is that the LA Clippers owner, Donald Sterling, has basically told his girlfriend that he does not, and I repeat, not want her bringing black people to his games. And that includes Magic Johnson. And of course, this is all on tape. So. Um, actually, the audio is on TMZ Sports on their website where Sterling is making this um, racist declaration during a heated argument on April 9th with <laughs> his black and Mexican girlfriend, which is very strange, um, who I guess she put herself out there in public with a black person um, on Instagram. It was a picture of her and Magic Johnson, which has since been taken down, but um, it doesn't. In there, some of his quotes included, uh, it bothers me a lot that you want to broadcast that you're associating with black people. Do you have to? Uh, You can sleep with black people. You can bring them in. You can do whatever you want. The little I ask you is not to promote it on that. Oh, he Yes. (laughs) And not to bring them to any of my games. I'm saying in your lousy effing Instagrams, you don't have to have yourself with black people i see the whole problem already. don't put him magic on an instagram for the world to have to see so they can call me and don't bring him to my games so apparently he's trying to say that he's not racist he's saying that um that we don't know for sure if the tape has been tampered with or something like that but apparently sterling has a documented history of alleged racist behavior he's been sued twice by federal government for allegedly refusing to rent apartments to blacks and latinos he's also been sued by former clippers executive elgin baylor for racist discrimination through although the jury um, ultimately were not convinced and shot down the case but i mean guys what do you think i i mean i also saw there's been all kinds of people, celebrities, athletes that are speaking out about this. Um, Shaq made a comment. I think they even actually interviewed President Obama about it. He was talking about the Malaysia airplane and they asked him about it. Like, seriously, like, you know, <laughs> Little Wayne made a comment. Um, LeBron James has spoken out about it. Uh, Chris Paul, I think, who isn't he like president, the president of Players, of Players Association? Association yeah. yeah. So a lot of people are angry. And what do you guys think? I mean, should they were well, talking not, about finding him? They were saying they were. There was gonna, a lot of discussions that the Clippers were not going to play, right? And they were going to boycott the game. Well, they shouldn't do that. I think he should be removed from power. But speaking of power, this reminds me of the movie Absolute Power with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> When uh, when so was ba- this? When did this movie come out? This came out in '97. Oh, okay. But this is when in the, there's a scene in the movie where the old guy, well, he, the old guy built a room where he would watch his wife with other men, and he was old. <laughs> so it sounds like Sterling oh, is watching his wife with black. I don't know. Maybe did, that's the case. Did, did he you said that Carlo got completely <laughs> focused on something that had nothing to do with <laughs> it the was story. A story. <laughs> it's, it's a comedy because he said because you said what his comments was. You can sleep with them. You can do whatever you but want. This is his girlfriend. That's not his wife. She's young. This this is his girlfriend. That's not his wife. 
So, you know, I, Wait, I would, I and, really, and, and I'm glad that you said that know. because the other part, I mean, but besides what he said that is totally despicable and just terrible, nobody has mentioned the fact that he is a married man and he's openly out gallivanting with this girl. And I'm like, so if you're racist, you're racist. If you have something against brown people in general, then in your personal life, but you tolerate them in business, that fine, that's fine. But... You're talking about black people like your girlfriend is not black. He did not know she was. Really? He's, yes. He's, you can, have you she, seen she a picture of her? Him, oh, yes. Oh, she, she, he thought that she was Latina. So he's, he's from Hispanic descent, though, right? He, uh, she's No, he mixed. is as well. She, she no, is. Sterling has Hispanic descent as well. Really? You being yes. serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Yes. Well, well yeah, that. he said that he did not know. He thought she was either full-blooded Latina or Latina and, and uh, Caucasian. I, think I may be wrong. Okay. Well, so. he is He is outlasted his time. Yeah, he's I definitely. Mean, <laughs> if he's at... Oh, but this know. this is a yearly occurrence. At least once a year, yeah. some, some somebody out there goes and makes dumb comments. He's a, he's a new Marshot. Uh, you know, everybody remembers Marshot, the, the former owner of the Reds, and you know a lot of the racist comments that she would make. And it's difficult to deal with. It is a part of society that is very ugly and very ignorant, but it is a part of society. And a lot of these conversations go on. It's just most of them don't end up on tape. And I think now that he's been caught, I think you have to do something similar. They banned Marge Schott from coming to her own games. And I think that with Donald Sterling, I don't think they can make him sell the team. That's what some people were saying. I don't think you can do that, but you can ban him from coming to see the Clippers play. And Sorry, I think Sterling, Sterling, he's Jewish. I mean, he's Jewish, and he's and he doesn't want black people at his game. Well, but and then yeah. I guess uh, I actually was talking to some of my girlfriends about this last night over dinner, and they were saying like, "How do you say that? When, look, what percentage of your basketball team is African American or the other? coach is black? The coach is black, obviously yep, too. But you know." Then there was like, well, they can't do anything to him because he's an owner. Right. Is that true? Well, I, I don't think I think it's very limited. I, I, I don't think they can make him sell the team, but I, the NBA can impose sanctions um, to suspend him from being able to see those Clippers games play. He's going to have to go through uh, uh, sensitivity training, things like that. But that, that's probably about as far as it can go. I don't think it can. You know. so he's ninety years old. He's eighty years old. He's dead in three or five years. I, I totally agree with you. But the whole <laughs> deal is embarrassing. You have to it embarrass is. him. You have to make him pay for that and just kind of put him out. But, you know, the one I try to look at the positive side of everything. And the positive side of everything is this brings to the forefront another something that we needs to be in discussion. It, you know, people need to realize that this is uncalled for. Yeah. It's not, you know, if something good comes out of it, if one person changes their mind and says, hey, this is unacceptable, it's not a part of what society is. It might have been 100 years ago or whatever. But this is this is life, yeah. and I think that's if one good positive thing comes out of it, maybe it opens discussion. Yeah. You agree, you guys? I, no, I, I agree with you, and, and it just seems to me like, it, especially with old folks, old folks once they get to a certain age, it seems like they just start to say crazy things that they they would never <laughs> say yeah. uh, uh, otherwise. And I think that's kind of um, just another example of that. I mean, remember the radio guy who was talking about the Rutgers basketball team yeah. uh, a few years ago right. and some of the comments he made. It's just at some point they get too old to be was in, funny, in public. So, I mean, you know, it just it happens. It doesn't surprise me. Uh, Mr. Sterling definitely needs to come out and, and be embarrassed and apologize for what he said. But at the end of the day, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to change the way a lot of people think. But there is no place for that. 
in society and you know you just have to do, deal with that but that being said i don't think they should make him sell the team and i don't think they can make him sell the team that's, well that's, that's not i'm gonna, gonna throw something out similar but not near as near is jim ursay we've talked about this on out of bounds which airs every wednesday night from six to seven brought to you by brandon j lawrence where the j stands for justice definitely justice, justice. right he's our no personal Rondell anymore sorry He's our sponsor. <laughs> but we were talking about Jim Irsay and, you know, what he went through. So he's an owner, same situation, a lot of different circumstances. But what do you do to – how do you police your own owner of your franchise, of your company, of your the face of your sport? I don't know if you can, but I guess my thought is, like, before – someone's allowed to be an owner. Like, apparently this guy has a history. Like, it's yeah. not like this is the first, you know, his first indiscretion. People have been, he's been sued three times, or two, at least twice at least. So, I mean, can we not do a little better background research on some people before we allow, I mean, regardless of how yeah, much money they have, yeah, he, uh, you know, like, can we not do some background research to see, like, what type of person is it that we're going to have? Okay, I'm going to throw some out there. You're talking the new, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Are owned by a Russian, yes, Russian billionaire, right? Where did where did he get his money? Did he get his money? Mikhail Prokhorov. Yeah, there's some question of whether that was. Well, you know, uh, I'm sure he was. Board. The, I'm sure he was dealing with the Russian mafia. I mean, anybody yeah. with money. <laughs> I mean, from over it, there, it's, it's, on it's, some level, is going to be dealing with that if you have money. It's really <laughs> hard to do. It's, it's, def- and, it's definitely it's a situation where morality uh, is something that is. Always going to be in question, especially with, with folks with money, because it's just simply you're not going to be able to find everybody who has a good attitude and, and treats everybody the same because it's just not. It's, it's impossible. I, I mean, everybody has um, preconceived notions and, and certain ways they treat people and it goes both ways. Uh, and it's just one of those things where you're going to have the way you feel. You just can't voice that in public, especially if you're a person who is held in regard or esteem, or you have a certain position, you can't put that out there. Right. Okay. And, and that's the issue is that he's putting that out there. I, it doesn't surprise me that he said that it doesn't surprise me that that's the way he thinks. But the issue is putting that out there in public or having the opportunity for that to be put out there. He just has to be smarter than that. But once again, Sterling is old, and well, he's, it, it happens. I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah, he's Jewish. His parents were Jewish immigrants. I didn't know you know he changed his last name. I did not. From Tokowitz to Sterling. Really? So he's even kind of disassociated himself from, from his own roots. So right. it sounds like he has some identity issues. Definitely. Definitely. Well, oh, it's, tough. It's, a, it's a tough situation. So what, should, would you play if you were on that team? Um, I, I would, because you're doing it for the fans. And, no. I mean... I would request to be traded. It's the playoffs. I would request a trade. Well, I, I mean, maybe I, after the season, yeah. but it's kind of hard. It's to, a very difficult. Sub, it's a very that's hard a tough situation yeah. because it's like and the Clippers were on a roll, and that's yeah. the thing. The Clippers were on a roll right now. They're looking like maybe the best team in the West with Oklahoma City struggling the way they are. The Clippers had everything going for them, and you know they're about to get rid of the uh, Golden State Warriors, one of the best teams in the West, yeah, and then right to now. have this happen, <laughs> it just. It's unbelievable. I, I, it's, it's tough. It's terrible. It is I, very and tough. I don't know. That's tough because you're like, as a player, you don't play for ownership. Right. Like, technically, like, in your mind, you're thinking you're playing for the fans, you're playing for your livelihood. 
Um, but well, I mean, that's but, tough. To, that's tough. You have to think about this because the, the the Reds, when the big red machine was going, and you know they had their resurgence under Eric Davis and some of those guys in the late '80s. This that was kind of the heyday of when Shot was acting a plum fool, and there was a lot of African Americans on on those Reds teams as well. So I, I mean, and they won a championship. That they kind of persevered through all that craziness, and they won because it was about more than them. You owe it to the fans. Well, you owe it to yourself. This is a Clippers franchise that has never done anything. As right, a franchise, right. and I don't. They're think, little brother like Uvell in UK. I mean, really and truthfully, I mean, you have the Lakers that have won seventeen World Championships. You have the Clippers that had never won a Pacific, a Pacific Division title until last year. So, I mean, it is a very difficult situation. I know those guys are upset, but at the end of the day, you need to almost show Sterling up and win for yourself. So they win a championship this year. Sterling doesn't get a, get to come back. To I wouldn't the get. Trophy. I would not Who's let him come sell- out there. <laughs> I would let Elgin Baylor come back. And talk, there you go. But I, I would throw it in his face. You know what? We won a championship, and we did not recognize your ignorance. We did it for us. We did not do so it for who, you. So who was, right. reco- was the girlfriend doing the recording? Yeah, apparently so. I, I'm guessing so. And I guess, too, my other thought is, like, if from his from the the language that he used when he's talking to her, it it is very clear that he's spoken to her in this way before. Yeah. So it's like, because he's like, I only ask you to not have this in front of people so they're coming back to tell me or whatever so apparently they've had this conversation before maybe she's just at the point where like i'm sick of it and i'm gonna blast you. well and, and there's been the line told there that this was a revenge like uh, i guess you know may, maybe they were ticked off her one another so she tried to get him baited into this and it doesn't matter and, and i think that's the way they're going to spend it as well she was just trying to get back at me because at the end of the day you are responsible for your own comments so but is this worse to what i yeah. heard that the wife is suing her for all of the things that he bought her, which was like $1.8 million. Something, wow. something ridiculous. Oh, wow. So, like, it's a mess. A hot mess. <laughs> it's a hot mess. So is this worse than Mel Gibson? Oh. I, I, I think it is. I, because I don't, I don't think because so. Because you were you're, you're saying this is a, a person who's writing your check as a player. Mm-hmm. So you're a, it's, it's pretty much your direct report. It's an indirect report. But if I were the players, I'd win the championship. I'd do it for me and for us collectively as a group. And then when they come out to give that trophy, when he come out, I'd take the trophy off and run with it and, and let him there holding whatever he's got with his girlfriend. Ugh. I mean, and wife, how embarrassing. Part of the, team. the thing about it is they, there needs to be a separation now. I agree. There really does. I agree. I mean, I I think that that's the best way to handle it because Doc Rivers has done an amazing job getting those guys together. And Chris Paul uh, and and company, they cannot let this pass. It's very difficult. It's a very frustrating situation. But the thing that annoys me the most is the fact that this whole topic of conversation, if you go back and listen to the audio, he was talking about Magic Johnson like he was just some scrub off the street. Right, right. You wouldn't think that it was one of the greatest players of all time and a guy who in that city, in the city of Los Angeles, is – an icon, mm-hmm. and he talked about him like he was a bellman at the at the mo- at the hotel. Yeah, and, I mean, and if that's I saw the Magic craziest Johnson, part about it. Magic Johnson is also an owner, of, unbelievable, with, with the baseball yeah. organization, the, the, the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm going to throw something out there. Real. What if all the players, you know, they're required by whatever contractual thing, and they all get up and they bow their head. And they give, I like it. and they give a sign like '68 Olympics. I like. That. What do you think? I think that would be disrespectful to the '68 Olympics. It, it, to, to the uh, Panthers. 
Well, obviously, and that was well, a different moment not, in time, and it was appropriate for that time. Uh, you know, but you know, make they a, have to come make out, a make statement. statement. They right. need to come out. I, agree. I don't know if they're doing that would be the statement. You know, maybe that, not. That, 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 that was a, that was a powerful statement on a national uh, on a national scale, right. on a worldwide they gotta, scale. They got to do something to make a statement, they, even to. if they don't make the title game. It doesn't matter. They're in the playoffs, and they got to make a statement somehow. Yeah, uh, there's got to be some show of solidarity, whether it be boycotting the game or. Uh, they have to do something, and I think they they will do something. Chris Paul's a smart guy; he's the leader of the uh, the Players Association, so th- they'll get it worked out. Some kind he's of also way. an insurance agent for what Geico. There he is, yeah. Cliff Paul. We'll be right back <laughs> with the Lucas Sports. Listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Some tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Fort Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Joined in studio by Rashawn Myers, Ashley Danielle. A lot of heated debates and topics going on today. I, I Great show, what, the time is rolling by. Why is it every time that I come in here? It just seems like we don't have enough time. Because it it's like so it's much fun. Unbelievable. You have to come more often, Rashawn. I'm going to have to pop in there. Ke- Kelly Patrick hooked me up and asked me if I could come sit in for him, so I, I definitely appreciate that. Kelly, I know you're out there listening somewhere. Good looking, sir. Appreciate Kelly's it. out enjoying his brother's, I think, wedding or something. He's really? In, uh, I don't know where he is. He's somewhere. But he's off-site today handling business. I'm sure he is on the uh, 1450 Sports Buzz app. The app. He's listening. probably listening. Definitely. And once again, if you're injured in an accident, you may be entitled to a cash settlement. Brandon J. Lawrence, who brings you the weekend Sports Buzz every week on Saturday and Sunday, He's the sponsor of the show. You can call him at 502-587-0041. He should be calling in very shortly. And that J stands for jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> you say he's blowing hot air? Yeah, oh, he's always blowing hot air. I oh, can't wait for him to call uh, But, Carlo, the next time that you, you make that announcement, I'm going to need a little bit more energy in your voice. Oh, okay. Can we, can we try that? I can do that. Crank it up a notch, man. The, yeah. the twins are coming like, back. Like the Ashley's crazy? Yeah, just like, like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's hilarious, by the way. <laughs> we can definitely make that happen. All right. So, so Lo, just t- tell me your honest opinion, okay? Uh, I, I want to know. Do you really think the Twins coming back is going to make a difference? <laughs> yeah. Are we still talking about this? I, I yeah, just, yeah, I just want to know. I mean, because is this, it going to make a difference? The, this has been. This is a four. Listen, I'm saying on the record now, forty and oh. forty and oh. He's going. He's who's yeah, going to beat him next year? Recording this, so who's going to beat us next year? Hey, you know what? I think the most interesting Saint thing Mary's of this whole deal, of the, blind. the only two schools that returned anybody that was projected to be a top 20 pick, University of Kentucky, University of Louisville. The center of college basketball is right here in, in this state. It's no longer Which makes for a fun season. It'll make for that a fun awesome. year. Always, that, yeah. That, that is awesome. I, I cannot wait uh, to see how it all goes down. I think that Louisville and Kentucky both. I know Kentucky fans are excited. I know you're excited. But you know what? <laughs> Louisville's got a good team coming back. Terry Rozier, mm-hmm. Chris Jones, mm-hmm. Wayne Black, unproven, unproven, mm-hmm. and you know what? Unproven. I'm going to go ahead and say this really? because um, Wayne Blackshear is a bum. I I have been a supporter of Wayne Blackshear this entire season. I said earlier in the season that he was trying to figure out how to use his body. He was just yep. getting his swag back. He's still trying to learn like 
how to be that like swing player. Yes. And I'm still supporting the fact that I think Wayne Blackshear is going to step up big time this season. Hey, you know what? He's a young man that I followed extensively uh, when he was at Morgan Park in Chicago. I, I went up to uh, the McDonald's All-American game with he and Shane Behannon as well as Anthony Davis and all those guys when he came through. And, uh, you know, Wayne Blackshear is a guy who was an alpha male in mm-hmm. high school. He mm-hmm. was a guy. He was the man. Mm-hmm. And I think that seriously – he got put into a situation where, because of the injuries, he came in with two bum shoulders. I don't care where he went to, regardless of whether it was Louisville, oh, sure. Kentucky, anywhere else. Sure. He was going to have to have those surgeries done regardless. from the guys I talked to. He had those shoulder issues for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mac Irvin, his AAU coach, came out and blasted Patino and Louisville, saying that he didn't think he, that Wayne should have went there, and they completely used him incorrectly. I would say – you knew he had bad shoulders, and you let that young man play two years mm-hmm. on bad shoulders uh, to get that, uh, you know, to to get that far, mm-hmm. and him to go into college is damaged goods. That's on Mac. Yeah. So you know, don't don't fuss at Patino about Blackshear going into a situation where he has to get surgeries. Mm-hmm. He's not healthy, mm-hmm. and he really got put behind the eight ball. And, yep. and with a guy like Russ Smith there, putting in twenty points per game, you know, once Wayne's healthy, are you going to sit Russ on the bench? Right. You know, are, are you going to say, you know what, hold on, we're going to give the ball to Blackshear? Mm-hmm. He was put into a very difficult yeah. situation. This will be the first year that he could be he can be the man, the guy. Oh and God. and if you if you think about it, we've seen it in spurts. We've seen it in spurts for sure um, that he has it. Yeah. But I think he's a guy that I just needs still to be needed. I have, I have even people. Have, <laughs> I've even been asked, like, is that your boyfriend or something? Like, <laughs> nobody else believes in Wayne Blackshear, but you're like, you can do it. I just believe that I see the talent there, and I see, like, I saw the development. I said in the red-white scrimmage earlier, I guess, when was that, in October, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like, he's put some weight on. He's healthy for once. He's, when he goes to the basket, when he figures out that medium between when I should pop out and shoot it when I should pop out and drive it, when I should post up, when he figures that out. Well, the thing is, is that in Bad high school, news. he was a volume guy. He mm-hmm. was a guy that got the ball every time down. Did whatever he wanted. And you would feed him, and sure. he would get stronger, like a good power running back. He got stronger as the game went mm-hmm. along because he's big, he's strong, he's athletic, he's very difficult for smaller guys to deal with, mm-hmm. and he's had to kind of go into a role of being a catch-and-shoot player, mm-hmm. which was something he not never did in high mm-hmm. school. This is going to be the first year where they're going to feed him, and yeah. I think you'll see mm-hmm. that help him because, yeah. as we've seen with these Kentucky kids, when they are put in a position to do what they do well, mm-hmm. that's they when they flourish. I've mm-hmm. heard you talk about Wayne Blackshear for three years. He's a good ball player. I mean, he, he did start but, on the national <laughs> championship team. You do know I, that, right? I, I haven't been impressed. I heard you hyping for three years he's how a, great he's going to be. He was unbelievable at Morgan Park. All I saw was three points in the Sweet 16 against UK. I saw him score 12 points as a freshman against Kentucky in the Final Four, and then I saw him be uh, probably the best defensive player on the floor in a national championship victory. So uh, he's pretty good. Well, let's go to the Oxmoor Four Four Lincoln Buzz line. Don, Don, what's your your comment? Hey. Hey, Hey, I know. Y'all making all the right comments, I believe, on Wayne Blackshear. I pretty much echo echo the same thing. Particularly the way Lola's offense is run, the offensive predicator on Russ Smith. You know, getting the ball, he's the primary offensive leader, so he's going to get the ball and he's going to score more. And if you look at Wayne Blackshear in high school, you know, Wayne Blackshear was the man. He was used to getting the ball and scoring, so he wasn't used to really facilitating. So it's really different when you are a person who gets the ball on the blocks, shooting the ball off the wing, and he's more of a, of a, of a, of a dominant score type. Right. Well, at Louisville, he has to really adjust his whole game, and basically he has to uh, – basically just be a spot-up shooter. And, you know, that's a that's a difference when you're adjusting a mindset when you have to do that. So I think this year coming up, 
when he'll have more, you know, more shots to be available for him, that, you know, particular rush was mainly the dominant shooter. I think you'll see him average, you know, the 14 or 15, 16 points a ball game and be a whole lot better. He'll be the player that we're expecting him to be when he came to Louisville. Oh, no, I, I totally so agree I with you. And, and the thing you have to look at is I give credit to Wayne because how mm-hmm. many kids that he were top ten players that were McDonald's All-Americans, guys that were used to getting his touches and getting his shots, he sacrificed his game. How many guys are going to do that say, you know what, Coach, sure I'm going to go in and rebound and defend mm-hmm. and do what you need me to do, and I'm going to ignore the fact that I'm not getting the touches that I got or that I thought I was going to get coming out of high school. I give him credit for that because he has sacrificed for the team for three years to do what they needed, and I think that's to be commended, not to be, not, not to be you know, yeah. don't use it as a, a point to – uh, you know, downgrade the kid. I give him credit for sucking it up and being about team first, and that's what Coach Pino talks about. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with your comment right there because I believe that's what he's done. So he's a team first player. He's a smart student. So I give him a lot of credit for doing that. But I just want to make uh, I want to comment a little bit earlier, which I was talking about about the Louisville, Kentucky, about Kentucky definitely twins coming back and and uh, how good they're going to be next year, possibly in forty and oh. You know what? They're going to be a good team, no, no doubt about it. they got a lot of talent. But I've been watching a lot of these high school players that they got coming in. They're very good, but they're not a Jewish Randall or James Young. And a lot of times, with, if you look at the way Kentucky's set up, they got a lot of players at the same position. So you look at Trey Lyles, who possibly come in and start. Well, he's not a Jewish Randall. He's a great player. He's a player that we wanted, uh, that Louisville wanted. And so I, I think he's a, he's a solid player, but he don't have that motor. Right. That Jewish Randall had. And Jewish Jewish Randall commanded a double team. Well, Trey Lyles ain't gonna command a double team. And particularly when we, we, we matched up against him. So the twins have opportunity to have open shots. So I think next year what people are gonna be surprised is they're gonna they really call it science a great defensive player, but he don't have any low post moves on the block. Uh Alex Forces, what he's gonna play three or four. He don't have a proven jump shot. So they have to improve a whole lot to even be at the same level that they were this year, which I don't think they're going to do because I think the Twins are very limited in what they can do because the tweak, so to speak, what Calipari says, less is more because these guys cannot do anything, uh, run different type of offensive sets because basically they didn't have the capability of doing it. So I think next year people are going to be surprised. I think they'll be a good team. But as far as they go, will be final eight, and you can just quote it down. Donald Thomas said it first. <laughs> there you go. But they'll be go. a good team. They'll be a good team. But people are going to realize how good Randall and James Jones were because they were great scores. And Randall had such a good motor. You have to double team him. Well, there's no player on that on the on the on the fours and centers where you're going to have to double team. Mm-hmm. And people are going to realize that. So therefore, there ain't going to be no open jump shots that the defense should have been hitting early in the season. They finally started doing a tournament, which I gave them credit for. They hit the big shots. But they should have been doing that early in the year was, was how good Randall uh, was so uh, on the block. So the big key to me was when Randall said he decided to go pro, I said, you know what, it don't matter what Kentucky does, they won't get back to the championship game or the Final Four. I, it may be only late, early 18, but with all the other big centers that they got coming in, they, they're not at James Jewish uh, Randall's level. So... That's yeah, my yeah, comment on that. And uh, with Montrez coming back, we getting back to the final four, y'all. There we go. Don dropping yeah. the knowledge. I yes, love he it. Yes, and you think about like somebody like James Young. His name is James, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, I was like, I might have made that up, <laughs> but um, he bailed Kentucky out 
a lot. And I think he was sometimes the unsung hero because yeah. a lot of times people want to talk about Julius Randle and the Twins and Point Threats or whatever. And he was the one that make, made a lot of the shots to bring them back in those games when they were down early. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to miss that, and that, that's going to be tough for um, – and, and, a new guy to come in and emulate or to step into that position. And you know what? Don brings up a good point because that motor is very important. And I think that that's the one thing that you can't discount and discredit mm-hmm. is that Randall was a guy that nobody could stop. And, and every good team has that one guy or, or, or two guys that uh, simply the other teams can't, can't. guard. Mm-hmm. And, and I think having a guy like James Young, that you, you know what, he's going to take the ball and I'm going to dunk on anybody who gets in my way. That type of player, we're going to have to, Kentucky's going to have to develop that. To me, it's got to be Dakari Johnson because he's the only guy that's big enough and strong enough and has a a well-conceived offensive game on the low block. He has to become a beast, which means he's going to have to put in a lot of work this offseason to get better. I think that's going to be the pressure for Kentucky is who's going to step up and get better because these guys, as they stand right now, I don't know if they have enough by themselves. It's going to be on (laughs) Kentucky. It's going to be on the Harrisons. It's going to be on Dakari Johnson and Alex Poitras to really improve this offseason if they're going to reach Carlos 40 and 0 projection. That's heavy, heavy burden to carry. It is, and it's gonna as it gets closer. They thought it was a circus this year. What's gonna be the excuse with guys oh coming God. back for a second season? Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be an issue next year. They're gonna be a great team. You need to be worried about what Louisville's gonna do next year. Are I'm they, excited. And about them the going season. to the Final Four is very laughable. I mean, guy, we just the saw the, the University of Louisville got that. their schedule. Mm-hmm. The fact that Duke is coming to the, the Yum, Yum Center. Center, North Carolina is coming to the Yum Center, NC State, Notre Dame. Uh, you name it, Louisville's we'll be, we'll be right there, Indiana, and we'll be talking. And then wow. we'll we'll be talking about strength of schedule, right? We won't be ta- having that conversation. Nah, I mean, it's going to be a, right? tough, a tough schedule for them next year. There's more reason to say that not, they might not even make it to the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> this is I ridiculous. Mean, wow. Wow. And it, you know, and it's even some people like. Carlo, the delusional Carlo, and who's the point guard? The delusional Hank that talk about how terrible the AAC tournament was, and everyone keeps forgetting. It's just like people forgetting that this man we're talking about and his girlfriend has a wife. Like y'all are forgetting that the AAC champion, the 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 runner up of the AAC won the national championship. You want to talk about that strength of schedule and all of those types of things, but. Really? Like so this year coming up, who's the point guard? What do you mean? Who's who's gonna be? Chris Jones or Rozier? Oh, that's gonna be Terry Rozier. They both shoot. It's a gonna lot. be Terry Rozier for much. sure. It'll be Terry Rozier. Terry uh, Rozier does not shoot too much. Chris he's, Jones is gonna play until he gets in there. You clearly have not watched the U of L basketball he's game shooting, if you he's say a Terry Rozier. But he, he's, not a he's a professional point guard. Four assists he is. Like, one turnover a game. That's pretty strong. He manages the game well. He takes open shots. He takes what comes to minutes a game. I mean, and he played that much it, last year. D- definitely, uh, but Jeez. his assist, his assist to we turnover ratio so was good, outstanding. We were doing so good. So Carlo tried to be crazy, and now we're all <laughs> arguing again. But it's more reason. Cause I, I mean, I, I see Louisville struggling next year, and. Uh, I see Louisville struggling next year. You know what? I, I mean, you would. But I think both teams are going to be very good. I think that Louisville and Kentucky both are going to be very good. I think that Duke will be in that top rung, and I think probably Arizona. If I was to, to put it on the teams, I think that will be at the top of the list. I think those four will be at the top. I think North Carolina will be very good. But let's not discount the fact that this is a – this has never happened in the Commonwealth to where both Louisville and Kentucky being this good at the same time for this mm-hmm. stretch sure. of time, the last three sure. years. Well, That's, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that. It doesn't, I'm not scared that Kentucky's good. As a Louisville fan, the fact that you are the, the you know, you were the national champions mm-hmm. just one season previous, uh, Louisville's not concerned with Kentucky. Kentucky's a good team. 
And, you know, win or lose that game, that's nice. But Louisville's playing for titles. Mm -hmm. And and I think back in the day, I think when Denny Crum was around late in his career, when Louisville was, you know, Louisville fans looked up to maybe we can upset Kentucky and that can be the big win. That's not the case anymore. That's not the case anymore. Mm -hmm. Louisville's playing on a national level. They're going to start the season in the top ten again. It's not about Kentucky. And, and I think Kentucky fans are kind of upset with that. They want Louisville fans to be so <laughs> to concerned be really with really worried. No one upset. really cares y'all about Kentucky. We don't care about y'all. We're good. You know what, Rashawn, I have to take a moment and say that our bad, because we have allowed the Kentucky hatred to keep us talking about UK basketball for this entire show when here we are in April, almost May, uh, we really should be talking about football season, which we know the University of Kentucky never wants to talk about. So, <laughs> uh, excellent point. We, you know, we're talking about the a- ACC and our schedule. We have the defending national champions coming into to um, Papa John's Cardinal Stadium this year. That's right. Um, playing Notre Dame this year, I think. Yeah. Um, the schedule for the basketball schedule. as well as football mm-hmm. is it's brutal. Unbelievable. It's brutal. It's very exciting. I mean, the a- the ACC. Uh, is going to provide a much, much different uh, audience than what the AAC did in terms of schedule. I mean, when you look at Notre Dame, uh, you look at Florida State, you look at Clemson, uh, Louisville's going to travel down to South Carolina mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a different ball game. And Coach Petrino, I think, has a team that can take advantage of it. He has the horses sure. to get it done. And um, I, I don't know if you are able to make it out um, to the uh, to the spring game. I miss the spring but game. Devontae Parker, Gerald Christian, James Quick, uh, Dominique Brown, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Dyer, uh, that's you know, exciting. E- Eli Rogers. That's exciting. Just go down the list. He Let's has see what happens. A plethora. So you think he's? Talent. You think he's going to be able? To, you know what? Let's take a quick commercial break. We're going to come back. We have Jeremy on the line. He's awesome. going to call in. He awesome. wants to talk a little football. We'll be right back with the weekend sports buzz. You're listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. We're going to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. Jeremy, how you doing today? Hey, pretty good. How you guys doing? Doing great. What's, what's, what's on your mind? Good deal. Well, you know, I was just kind of thinking, you know, it's kind of sad and talk about not having anything to look forward to. That would be a UK fan knowing that football season is quickly approaching. Right. That's why you want to talk about basketball all the time. I mean, seriously, when you're sitting there through a through a three and nine season, and Bobby Petrino is putting a good old fashioned bluegrass beat down on the Cats. Well, <laughs> oh, we'll talk about Can you I, say that again, please? Jeremy, I, I don't know if you got the PBA, <laughs> but Neil Brown thinks he thinks different different than what you think. Neil Brown says we yeah. are the show in the state, and when it comes to football, Kentucky's going to show out this year. Well, exactly. And, well, that was my next point. If you guys are looking for anything to do over the weekend, some entertainment. I heard that Neil Brown is performing at the Comedy Caravan. I think Mark Duke <laughs> is sidekick. And when he said when he said that they're uh, the show in the state, what he meant was they're doing a stand-up act about the joke that is UK football. Hilarious. So uh, you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Right. Thank you, Jeremy. Now <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna t- bring you. To I the- like Jeremy. <laughs> and you know the, the future of Kentucky football. Uh, Barker Drew Barker had his first show in front of Big Blue Nation yesterday. Went seven of nineteen for 74 yards. That's outstanding completion percentage right there. Now we're going to bring in the man who makes this all possible, Brandon J. Lawrence. Uh How you doing? 
What's up, baby? How y'all doing? I know, man? I know you've been listening morning, to all those delusional talk this morning. Hey, what's going on, Brandon? How you doing, sir? Hey, what's up, brother? I enjoy listening to you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, a lot of lot of fiction being thrown around out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I knew you was gonna have something to say. What? What? What I do today? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Straight up, you you want you wanted the best at it, man. No question about it. I appreciate it. But that. um, you know, hey, man. No, I just want to tell y'all, man. I talked to Lancaster Gordon yesterday. You know, he played about. He oh, played yeah. about no nah, seriously I did. I talked to him on the phone. He played about four years for the Clippers. And uh he was like, Man, you know, Sterling, because that's how long Sterling's on that team for like a long time. And he said that uh he was always pleasant to him. So, you know, it's all about perspective. You know what I'm saying? Who 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 uh who you know and stuff like that. But um you UK, I mean, who did what did that guy Jeremy? What's he talking about? Kentucky's a basketball state. It's not a football state yet. <laughs> If you want to go talk football, go to Texas, Alabama, something like that. They don't talk about basketball. They talk about football all year round. That's what we talk about, basketball, man. So what's he talking about? Well, I mean, you know, it makes, a, blue, makes a valid point, though. I mean, especially considering the Kentucky blue-white game was just yesterday, Brandon. You know, the Kentucky fans could get excited about that. They'd rather talk about the Twins. <laughs> hey, man, we talk about basketball, man. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, well, I mean, who, you know, who do we, who name somebody you could talk about in football like the what pro is like, you know, awesome from that's Kentucky. I mean, Randall Cobb is probably the only guy it's I can think of that's making an impact right now with the Green Bay Packers. He went to UK, so you know, there you go. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But um, I mean, it's a great, it's a great day outside. It's beautiful. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the day. The Derby's coming up. Um, I mean, what more can you ask for, man? Mint juleps, my old Kentucky home, all that stuff, you know? I don't know. You guys didn't make a whole, I mean, it's not a whole lot to say because a lot of it is just purely speculation and opinion on the part of Ashley and, uh, and Rashawn about <laughs> Louisville basketball and, uh, you know, all the other type of stuff. You can't talk about the playoffs because it's all Kentucky players in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> Hey, don't I mean, forget about oh, Francisco. No, I, I was going to say, don't forget about Francisco. <laughs> Francisco playing for the Rockets. Him and Terrence Jones teaming up. The U of L UK uh, hookup right there. Well, I mean, who's Terrence starting? Jones who's coming off the bench? Over. I don't know Francisco. Yeah, <laughs> he's I'm watching. Gonna... Yeah, he's a supporter. <laughs> <laughs> he does a lot of clapping on the sideline. Well, he's almost to his uh, retirement plan, so he'll be able to get his benefits shortly. Boom. That's all he needs oh, to yeah. do. Francisco, yeah, yeah. Francisco, hold, hold that water down, man. <laughs> H quality H two O. But I mean, you know, hey mate, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all go, man. I mean, it's not, it's not a whole lot, man. I just say, you know, go Big Blue, man. I mean, I love, I love U of L too, but I just love Kentucky more. Peace, y'all. There we go, Brandon J. Lawrence. Yeah, like you can that. also catch Brandon J. Lawrence and myself this Wednesday at six p.m. from six to seven on Out of Bounds. I'm sure we're gonna dig real deep into this whole uh, Sterling controversy. And we're going to have the insider, Keith Frazier, call in and give his opinion. He's our inside guy, Detective Keith Frazier. So he's the one that has all the, the, the gossip and news on the, on the inside stories in the sporting world. And you know what? I, I appreciate his insight uh, from, uh, of course, uh, uh, the former Louisville, uh, the former Louisville player uh, being a part, a part of the Clippers organization there um, for, for several years. And, and you know what? Uh, Sterling is, is, a, is a smart businessman, and, and he's the type of guy that, you know, regardless of his own feelings, He's going to keep his mouth shut. I just think that once again, as you get old, you just start running it a little bit too much. It happens, and now you got to pay the piper, buddy. 
It's 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 gonna come down and it's gonna come down hard. Yeah. And if I'm the Clippers, the best thing you can do is win and throw it in his face. And mm-hmm. he will never be able to enjoy that championship because of what happened. Well, Rashawn's been real as always. I know we can catch you throughout the week. Oh, yeah. Can you give a, give us some dates that you're going to be? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to be uh, on the show Tuesday with Trevor Kelsey from four to five, and then I'll be taking over inside the press box on Wednesday from five to six. So I'm a fourteen fifty. I guess that they're in love with me again because they're bringing me back a lot. Then, so uh, I appreciate you know, that. And on Wednesday That's we awesome. get to follow a great show. We come on right after you on Wednesday. That's so right. From That's uh, right. six to seven. So six to seven. I may have to uh, you know pirate a bit of that show. Too, hey, you know, hey man, come on in. <laughs> Well, you already be here, so hey, oh, yeah. let's make it happen. There we go. Well, our show has come to the end. The lovely Ashley Danielle. Kelly Patrick will be back next week, and we'll be back and see you next week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the derby festivities. Be safe. Drive safe and have fun.